Good morning, and thanks so much for tuning in today. Whether you're enjoying your morning coffee or on your way to a hike or headed to breakfast at one of our many chamber member restaurants, we appreciate that you're joining us for Profiles in Business. This is our opportunity to talk business and highlight what's happening right here in our community, especially now, during, and post-COVID. Today, I'm joined by Alice Templeton, the Director of Business Development for Barker Contracting. But before we get to Alice, I want to thank some of our show sponsors. These companies are members of the Tucson Metro Chamber because they support the work we do for workforce development, talent attraction, our legislative items, and more. All that positively affect not only Tucson businesses, but our community as a whole. After all, our mission is to champion an environment where your business thrives and our community prospers. When we work together, we'll create change for the better through collective impact. So thank you so much to those show sponsors. Modular Mining Systems, National Bank of Arizona, Next Trio, and New Point Marketing. Again, thank you so much for being engaged chamber members. Speaking of engaged chamber members, I want to welcome one of our co-chairs of our Construction and Design Task Force. This is Alice Templeton, the Director of Business Development for Barker Contracting. Good morning, Alice. Good morning, Amber. How are you? Is everything good? Great. Thank you so much. Good. So Alice has decades of experience in enhancing business practices and communications on behalf of architect, engineering, construction industries. She is a Tucson native and brings long-standing relationships and a solid understanding of our community. And she brings that passion into every effort she pursues. She's very engaged in the community and is a former president and a current board member of the Metropolitan Pima Alliance. And she consistently offers insight and knowledge within the real estate development community and is able to bring diverse interests together to find common ground solutions. So we're going to get back to what some of those common ground solutions are. And Alice is equally at ease working with all sectors of the public, whether it's government staff, developers, other businesses, and of course, neighborhoods. A dynamic speaker, as you will hear today, she has presented at regional and national conferences on a variety of subjects, including client relations and project management. Good morning, Alice. <laughs> good morning. Uh, all, all of that build up. I need, to, I need to be good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So, Alice, it's been a challenging year for everyone and, and industries as well. For Barker Contracting, though, specifically, um, how's, how is the company? How have you emerged? What does it look like today? You know, we've done surprisingly well. And when I speak, among, you know, amongst my construction peers, I think we all have done surprisingly well in terms of Things have gone on. Uh, projects have continued to be built. Uh, we're busy. I think everyone's busy. So surprisingly well, we, we didn't uh, lose a lot of people. Being a part, you know, present, presents its challenges. But I think that we have come out very well. We're, we're, we're actually quite happy about the organization itself. So even though you're a construction industry, it sounds like uh, some of you are still working virtually. 
some of us are working virtually, but the majority of us have actually stayed in the office. You know, we took our COVID precautions uh, and, and just continue to work in the office. You know, we have a nice big office that's really helpful on, a, on two floors uh, right off the speedway there. And so, you know, we just we didn't do as much remote as you might think. There were some people definitely for varying reasons, you know, whether they had somebody who had a, a susceptibility to illness or, or, or they had, a, you know, child care issues who did work from home. I'm also amazingly well, I, you know, a bit, uh, I guess we learned all about quickly adapting. And that happens to be one of the things that we pride ourselves on. And I feel like we really lived that through this pandemic. Well, it sounds like family values are important. Um, how else have you engaged the, the workers since you are definitely working in different environments um, during such a negative global situation? How have you been able to work with those employees? What we did, we did a few things. We took the opportunity to do some, a lot of surveys. So I'm a big fan of the quick two minute get it done survey where you ask maybe five questions and just check in. And I find that, and, and, and also not only just check in, but get the data and then do something with the data and also report back to our people. What, you know, what's the outcome. So we were really successful in, in doing these short surveys, you know, to kind of gauge everybody's temperature and kind of see how people felt about different things. So I, th- that was one way that we kept engaged. And then uh, uh, kind of as a part of that, we thought it was a great opportunity to freshen. I'm going to call it freshen because we didn't redo our values and our mission statement, but we freshened it. So before we had, I think, five uh, core values and we were able to, through these surveys and through various discussions, we were able to distill them down to just three uh, and they are integrity, excellence, and relationships. And uh, we felt like that was a huge part of keeping people not only engaged, but also reminding them what we're all about and what they are all about, because really those values come from them. The other thing that we are doing is we've got a new website coming soon uh, that's going to include our three freshened and kind of condensed values. Uh, which we're really excited about. And I'm still working on the mission statement right now, so I can't give that to you yet. But yeah, (laughs) keep a lookout for our new website. It's going to be, we're trying to shoot for something that's not really, really super formal, but more uh, personable and more fun. Barker Contracting, while it is uh, born out of Tucson, is much larger than that. Talk to us about where where your markets are. So that that's a good question. We started out, you know, we've been in business, I think it's about 17 or 18 years now. We started out local, continued to grow just steadily. And we have few nationwide clients. They were licensed and authorized to do business in 34 states and, and, grow, and that list is growing. What that does is it allows us to continue to grow and not only rely on the Tucson market, but also we are building relationships in other cities basically and building that infrastructure that we need to get our, our sub consultants, our new clients, our vendors and use that infrastructure to then acquire more clients. So we work nationwide 
Uh, some places are easier to work in than others. Some have you know a lot more. Uh, I don't know, I guess regulation than others, but we're able, we're nimble enough to be able to work in all those different markets. And uh, it, it's, it's been interesting. Some of the, uh, you know, you want to talk about our growth, which we do continue to grow every year. Uh, cannabis, cannabis is a big one. And we've, we've got that, uh, that industry down and, and it does continue to evolve. And another thing, which I thought was interesting are churches. We are, doing a lot of churches we were doing a lot of churches prior to the pandemic and we continue to do a lot of churches and i think that there's somehow i'm finding a connection between people's need for spirituality the pandemic and uh yeah i mean i i think i think there's a connection there and uh it's interesting and it's good work and of course cool. med- medical and pharmaceutical as well well, that ties back into my question. So you, we know that the marijuana industry is growing, but I am kind of intrigued as to that impact on construction. Because I'm thinking of farming and that type. What type of projects is that bringing for vertical builds? Yeah, so we're doing a lot of facilities, you know, the sales facilities, the processing facilities, not necessarily, I think we do do some of the the, the farming, the propagation type of uh, facility, uh, but really it's all kinds. It, it's it's multidimensional, the cannabis industry. You know, it's, uh, it's very interesting. I mean, we're all learning a lot and it's continuing to evolve. There's a lot of potential there. What are some after effects that you are starting to see from COVID? Because- You've said that the company's actually done pretty well. Uh, we know that construction industry is booming. There is demand. You're seeing where the shifts in demand. But what else? What are some additional um, after effects? Those after effects, I think, are going to be with us for a while. And, you know, it boils down to a couple of things. One of them is, and I think probably, I, I don't even know which one's more important, but we got labor shortages and cost of materials. Let me talk about labor shortages first. You know, first I'll say we are hiring. We have uh, openings for carpenters and experienced superintendents. We are also looking for people in accounting. Uh, So if anyone out there is looking for a great company to work for, and I can say that we're a great company to work for because the Tucson Metro Chamber gave us an award a couple of years ago as the best place to work. So, you know, for anyone out there who's looking to, you know, break into a, a noble profession, um, I would say, you know, take a look at us and, and then also some of our peers, you know, peer companies out there. I'm, I'm kind of here for everybody, but uh, Barger Contracting is definitely a great place to work. So labor shortages are hitting us hard. People have left the industry for different reasons and also various things that have gone on because of the pandemic have also hurt us. There's a lot of debate about whether or not the, the pandemic assistance has, has cut into, has cut into people coming back to work. You know, I'm not here to take a position on that. I will say though, that we are, it's, it's just really difficult right now to find people. I, I do think that some people though have left the industry because of the volatility and, and there are other opportunities that are opening up because of the way things have gone and you know moving on to the cost of materials that is a huge problem huge problem and again there's lots of reasons for it i'm not going to blame it all on the pandemic pandemic 
you know, we can blame part of it on on uh, that ship that got stuck down the Panama Canal. A couple of, uh, but just to give you, uh, you know, just some figures, and different uh, organizations are going to quote you different numbers, but these are the ones that we're seeing. Steel, steel alone, has gone up over thirty five percent since November, and it's not just that steel is is the pricing has gone up, but things that we, you know, steel joists or trusses, I think they're known as, it used to take about six weeks. We used to have to order six weeks in advance in order to get our stuff on time so that, you know, it would fall into the construction schedule properly. At this point, it, it could take a year. So you can imagine, imagine the issues that come up when you can't get the materials you need. They're uh, a sheet of plywood that used to be about $40, now it's $75. Copper is way up. And and then with some things, they're just scarce, PVC. PVC is just scarce. So what we are doing is we are having to order way ahead, anticipate rising costs. And then this also affects developers, you know, and we worry that even though developers have continued to weather everything and, and been very flexible, eventually it is going to affect them and they're going to start thinking, well, maybe we shouldn't be moving forward with projects. So I, I don't mean to be doom and gloom. This is though an issue. Uh, however, things are going well still, despite these challenges that we are facing, we continue to really just uh, do very well. Well, I know that at the chamber, we've heard a ton about these different issues. Uh, the labor shortages, when we stood up the construction and design uh, task force, I'm not even saying that right. Is it a task force? <laughs> that doesn't sound right. It's construction uh, and design sector partnership. There we go. Is, I yeah. knew I was didn't sound right. That's okay. We stood that up two and a half years ago, and yeah. we were talking about the need for labor. And so it, it certainly seems that the pandemic has not helped that out. And I was just reading an article that was speaking to that because there are different theories as to how it's politics intervening or it's COVID-19 or, or whatever. But what this article, this was specific to lumber, was talking about was just flat out the demand for lumber and even if the mills are at max capacity, they still can't produce enough to meet the demand. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's just incredible. Yeah, I would not dispute that. There are, there are lots of people, lots of people who are very smart working on alternate materials. I, I don't know a lot about that stuff, but I hear, um, I hear things about how I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that is just going to waste. You know, I hear these crazy stories about Denmark using used toilet paper to create this, this, these paths, uh, you know, to create this, this like asphalt like material uh, to pave pathways, you know. And, and so I think that we all need to get creative and hopefully our scientists are getting creative about using other materials uh, to build things. We have to work at it and just be aware that our natural resources are really getting hit hard. 
Absolutely. And I want to go back to, you, you threw it in there all casually, best place to work. <laughs> so yeah. So <laughs> what, what all goes into that? What factors do you think played into you being uh, awarded that Copper Cactus Award? And, and mind you, let me do a caveat first. Is yes, this is the Tucson Metro Chamber Wells Fargo presented Copper Cactus Award. It is a blind selection. So you are, those judges are going off of the applications and uh, letters of recommendations. This is certainly not what one would call the popularity contest. It has an extremely high level of integrity with the voting and it's multiple people are voting in each category. So I want to give that caveat. So why don't you tell me why you guys think that you won that award? I can tell you that one of the things that we really focused on, because this is what we hear back, because I went around and I, I wrote the application and I, I walked around and I asked because I wanted it to be really authentic. And one of the things that I heard over and over and over again was that even though the company is, you know, we've got 60 people at this point, maybe more, we still feel like a family. And what that means is, is that we take care of each other. We watch each other's backs. If there's an opportunity, we try to fill that opportunity it, for, uh, internally. So there's people who started out just to, and, and, you know, that's the way Brian Barker started out as a carpenter. And now he owns this, you know, multimillion dollar company. And so we live that. So if, when there are opportunities, we try to bring those people up. We try to train them as best as we can. If someone gets sick, you know, or, or someone needs something on a personal level, we all try to pitch in uh, to help as much as we can. We, we have lots of, uh, you know, and this is part of the food thing or, or part of the family thing. We have lots of food in our office. You know, we have a refrigerator that's stocked. And right now, I think it has a ton of ice cream because we had an ice cream social uh, back on uh, around the first day of spring and it's stuff like that. So, so, you know, we have snacks, we have, we, we try to laugh, we try to have fun. Sometimes, you know, even if we don't get along, we get over it just like siblings, you know, and families do. So, so there's a real feeling of uh, warmth towards each other that, that we try to maintain. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a very family like atmosphere, which has been interesting during this time in particular well and i would think as individuals working start going through their actual home family stress that uh contributed to this environment having that strong work environment would be really critical really critical really critical and and, and it's you know I, I won't lie it's been challenging to maintain it during the pandemic which, like I said, is the reason that I thought, you know, around January that now's the time to get back in there and just really check out our values and see if they still hold. And they did hold. Well, and one, one thing that's interesting is, is that integrity was our number two ranked value before the pandemic. And post-pandemic, integrity became the number one value. And I, I found that really interesting, you know, because integrity is so necessary when you're trusting your employees remotely you know you've got to you've, you've got to just believe that they're 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 doing what they say they're doing and so integrity just seemed really important not to me but to everyone 
that is actually really interesting yeah and uh, and that is right is we have we've been fully working from home but we've been more uh, efficient and effective i would say yeah. and uh, we certainly have that high level of integrity as well yeah and, um, and it wouldn't work if you didn't yep yeah and our values we, we have five so so but our stand for civic uh, um c-i-v-i-c and integrity is one too yeah so we talked about the copper cactus awards um it's my understanding that recently you were bestowed additional awards. What were those? We were, and it, it's so exciting. We were, uh, we had two projects. You know, the Metropolitan Female Alliance has the Common Ground Awards, uh, which is highly coveted, highly sought after, a very prestigious award that is typically given to or awarded to projects that display a high level of people who may not necessarily work together working together for the common good and finding that common ground uh, to make things better for our community. And so there were, we had two projects out of 30 that were being, I think it was a little bit more than 30 actually, that were being considered. And these are all high level, really good projects. And so we ended up with two of the finalists, two out of 20 finalists. And out of those two out of 20, we had one that actually won the common ground award. But I do want to talk about both of them, one of them being the Children's Clinic Center for Care, which is this amazing facility that was created for specifically for uh, it's a pediatric facility specifically for children with neurodevelopmental disorders such as, you know, autism. And we created this room along with a very good architect and, and the Children's Clinic people and of course Angel's uh, Charity, Angel Charities, who was responsible for some of the funding. We created this room that um, would really, it's hard to explain, but it, it's kind of, uh, you know, people with those kinds of disorders sometimes are, are very sensitive to light, sound, textures. And so we created this room that uh, allows for a lot of flexibility you can like move things around change things depending on the, the you know the child's needs so we're really proud of that that was a finalist the winner the project that we won uh for was the forge at right place was a, which is also a really exciting project that was in conjunction with the u of a uh really exciting stuff and that was a partnership or a collaboration with Forge, uh, which is U of A Startup Tucson, El Rio, JTED, and other uh, and other organizations to take this very old building uh, that was uh, designed and built in 1928 and take it and update it and turn it into a modern facility where the students who belong to Forge uh, can go in there and actually interact with, you know, business leaders from downtown and uh, people over at Startup, and they call it collisions. So you have, in that facility, we have all these different levels of people and they're basically colliding with each other and uh, learning off of each other. So very proud of that. And that was a Common Ground Award winner. So, so the Forge, we've been involved in that on the peripheral 
um, when they started really bringing those pieces together. And I am so excited to see the progress because the idea is to create a natural ecosystem that lends itself to collaboration where the results are progress and innovation uh, and largely in that startup arena to where it just takes a couple of ideas around a table and all of the tools are in place right there to be able to uh, move that idea into implementation and actually create it. It is such a cool, um, it's, I'd like to say organically created, but it was purposely created to allow for organic relationship building and basically the perfect Petri dish. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and so some of the architectural elements that went into it were, you know, a, a large open area, instead of having these rooms, it's a large open area with kind of a different ways to, or different places to, to see, depending on what it is that you're doing. Uh, we, we let in a bunch of light um, and there's actually one, another cool thing is El Rio Health is, uh, does these classes there. And so what the architect and, and uh, designed was, you know, let, let's, let's create these, uh, let's have these openings where people who are walking by can actually see people exercising and hopefully get inspired, you know, to come on in and maybe, do, you know, sign up and everybody who's involved and the forge gets to use the El Rio facilities. The El Rio people, you know, get this place for free. It was it was so much cooperation. It was I, I, we are so proud and happy to have been a part of that. Feel very well, fortunate. Well, congratulations. Thank you. So we're just about out of time for our show today. Alice, do you have any final comments that you want to leave about Barker Contracting or otherwise? You know, the one, I guess the message I want to leave with is the construction industry is thriving. It's a great, it, it, things have changed. It's not your grandfather's construction work, you know, so that there it, it's, it, there's lots of opportunity there. And I really want to encourage people if they're looking to do something new, or if they've been out of the market and want to come back into the, the job market please check out your local construction company, including Barker Contracting. <laughs> well www.barkerone.com. <laughs> Say that one again. Barker1one.com. That awesome. is our website. So please visit it uh, and, and then come back and visit it once we have our new values and our new mission statement and our freshened website. Well, congratulations again. Another little note is as far as parity and wages between men and women, construction industry has some of the absolute best. And a little story I heard from Alice a couple years ago was a baker, a woman that was frosting cakes and a cake decorator moving into the welding industry, which again, you just never know what your skill set is and how it really can lend itself to construction. And as she said earlier, looking for accountants in other areas too. So check them out. Yeah. So thank you again. And I want to thank our additional show sponsors. These are our Keystone level members, our highest members and investors within the chamber. Tucson Electric Power Company, Tucson Medical Center, University of Arizona, and Wells Fargo Bank. To find out more about the Tucson Metro Chamber, our events, activities, and actions, check us out at tucsonchamber.org. 
And before we leave, we want to remind you to keep Tucson cooking. Go to keeptucsoncooking.com, and we want you to be an essential diner. Those restaurants need you now more than ever. Check it out, keeptucsoncooking.com. Thank you so much. I'm Amber Smith with the Tucson Metro Chamber. We will see you next week. Have a great end to your weekend. <laughs>